Welcome to Pirate Talk Radio. In this podcast, I discuss everything Sea of Thieves, from lore to PvP, to even what fish you can catch for the hunter's call. Please sit back, relax, and join me on this adventure. Welcome back, guys, to Pirate Talk Radio. This is episode 48, and I apologize. I've been doing this a lot recently. I apologize that this episode has been a little bit off schedule. Um, As many of you know who've been listening, I have had two conventions for uh, the charity that I help raise money for in three weeks. Uh, I have a full-time job as well, um, so... Uh, doing a, uh, doing two convention appearances and three weeks plus a full-time job. Yeah, it's, it's been busy, but, uh, uh, but the convention, uh, run for this year is, I think pretty much came to a close. Um, I believe there might be one other convention that I go to for charity, uh, but that's not till the end of the year. So I'm not too concerned about that, but I have uh, finally uh, been able to recover a little bit, uh, and I've been able to uh, start to think a little bit about uh, the podcast and and put some stuff together. Uh, What I will also say is this episode, we were supposed to dive into my initial thoughts of season four after I got to uh, play it a little bit in the new update. Unfortunately, I haven't really got to play it a whole lot, and uh, the little bit that I did play was before uh, some of the hot fixes that they did and such, so... Um, I'm going to hold off on giving my opinion uh, about it right now just because I haven't got that many hours into it. Um, and and I know I'm very critical um, of things in this game that we love. And I don't want to be overly critical of things just because I honestly haven't had the uh, the opportunity to uh, to really dive in and, and get multiple attempts and things. Um, I can say that from the streams that I've been watching, YouTube videos that I've w- been watching, there's a, there is a lot of criticism out there uh, from the community with Season 4. Uh, more specifically, uh, with the bugs which have been removed in the past and now are back. But uh, anyone who's played Sea of Thieves for a while understands that that's kind of the rotating cycle of this game. Um, so a lot of, uh, um, you know, kind of not-so-good feedback along those lines. Uh, and then also not the greatest feedback as far as the, um, the gameplay in the sunken kingdom. Um, I, I know a lot of people like expected it to last longer, um, expected it to be a little bit more engaging and, and in general, people have found, found the new stuff rather boring and lackluster. So, uh, I don't want to dive into my personal opinions yet until I get a couple more hours into it. Um, and really dive into it and really get a, a, a feel for things. So hopefully by next week, uh, now that the convention rush is over, um, I'll have some time to sit down and actually play a bit in season four. Uh, personally, just the quick overview of the um, the season pass that we did in the last episode. I personally like the the rewards. I think the rewards are great. Um, I'm enjoying the uh, the 
the art style of some of the new stuff, even though it's not up my alley and I probably won't be wearing it. Um, I, I think the season pass looks good. Again, I, I, I wish we got a couple more rewards on the premium side, um, but overall, I, I, I think they've really made some huge improvements on the season pass. Um, but, uh, but like I said, we'll get into uh, probably next week once I get some hours into that game um, uh, in, in order to, to give a, a more fair assessment. How than that? Then I'm not just shooting off the, the cuff of, um, of, of what I experienced in the very short amount of time that I played it. Um, I'll, I'll try to, uh, to get some more time in and give a, a much better, um, round, less, hopefully critical yelling review of it, but, uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes after I get a couple more hours in, but I did want to give you an update on the conventions. Gen Con and Origins, uh, along with Origins, was uh, mixed with GDEX this year. Um, absolutely fantastic time. I was absolutely exhausted. I believe at uh, Gen Con, I did a little bit more game playing um, as I was there more networking with vendors and, and getting donations from vendors um, to then turn around and use those donations in, in raffles at Origins. So I got a little bit more rest time at Gen Con. I was a, label, a little... Uh, a, I was able to, um, uh, sit down a lot more, but I think in, I would have to go back and look at my, my phone, but I, I think in, in the four days of Gen Con probably put in like 30 miles, I think walking and then turn around and had a week off from the conventions. We got an episode out and then I turn around and do origin and G Dex and, this is the big one for me. This is the big, lots of walking, lots of working. And this year I got thrown into a lot more projects. Uh, this year, um, I did, uh, the, uh, convention security for 32 hours in four days. I obviously worked the booth, um, with my counterparts here, the local group, uh, that raises money for extra life. Uh, and then I also got requested to run production for a $2,000, um, Smash Brothers tournament, which is a lot of fun. So I, I think every single day I was at the convention center working. Not I didn't get any time to myself as far as casual gameplay, testing games, fun, any of that. I was working from 6.30 in the morning at the convention center to 11 o'clock at night, three of the four days. And the last day was a shortened day. So it was 6.30 to 9. So uh, yeah, you can you can kind of imagine how my body, my mind, everything was feeling after that. I was, I was rather exhausted, but on the plus side, our, uh, um, our raffle, um, for a whole bunch of board games, I think we had 17 raffles that we did over the weekend. Um, we were able to raise just under $5,000 for, um, for the charity our, our group did. Um, if you're watching this on the YouTube, uh, you can see up at the top that our, our 2021 ticker has updated with just the credit cards um, of uh, the donation credit card payments that, uh, that I took, uh, when I was there, the cash hasn't came in yet. Once the cash comes comes in there, I believe we should be sitting right around a thousand dollars for the year so far out of that $5,000 total. So I I'm super happy. Um, we've got game day coming up, which is usually around a 24 hour stream. Um, I've been, I've been able to get some streams in. If you're interested in checking out my streams, twitch.tv slash Davram, uh, usually stream in the evening, somewhere around four to six 30, usually weekdays, six, six to six 30 Eastern time, uh, weekends around four o'clock Eastern standard time, but you can check that out. My schedule is always updated there. If you want to check it out, we've been playing a lot of new world as that's the new game and I've been really enjoying it. And honestly, I think sea of thieves could learn a lot from what Amazon has done 
um, with this game. Um, obviously, this game is new. It's just came out, so they had more more ability. It's not cross-platform, right? It doesn't have to, to adhere to the Xboxes. But I think as far as the PvP, PvE, as far as server stability, I think uh, Sea of Thieves could learn a lot from what Amazon did here. And I know that Amazon's game is on the Amazon servers and Sea of Thieves is on the Microsoft servers. Shouldn't make that big of a difference. I don't know if it does. Uh, but I will say... Amazon has launched a fantastic game. Obviously, there's bugs. Obviously, there's issues, but it's stable. Um, in in even in launch week, when there were queues of people trying to play, um, and it had like I think almost uh, a million concurrent players. I I don't know if it capped over a million. I know last time I checked, it was seven hundred and fifty thousand or something like that. And and rising. I don't know if it ever hit a million. Um, but the servers never missed a beat. Never missed a beat. No lag, no latency, hit registration in the PvP. Everything is good. I, I am impressed with, with Amazon's first major release here. So I think Sea of Thieves has a lot to learn from, from them. But again, Sea of Thieves has been out for three plus years now. Uh, their their infrastructure is there. I don't know how much they could do to, to change it without doing like a Sea of Thieves 2. But yeah, anyways. So thank you very much for anyone who donated uh, for the raffle tickets. Thank you for everyone who came up and said hello while I was there. I know I was super busy, so I apologize if I was short with anyone, but thank you very much. Again, we're trying to raise $5,000 by the end of this year. Um, if you check out the stream, there are incentives there. Um, I don't want to turn this episode into a podcast uh, thing or a, a charity thing, but it's very near and dear to my heart. And being that it is October, I, I really want to get the end of the year push going to hit that $5,000. But I just got in some incentives, and I'll tell you about this right now. Uh, if you donate uh, to the the link in the, the show notes below, um, there is a charity link that you can donate there. There are incentives that you can unlock. And uh, by the time this uh, podcast comes out, uh, there will be some interesting edible incentives that I will eat live on stream. Uh, I am terrified of spiders and I don't remember if it, I don't know what it is, but it's a huge ass tarantula that I have. It is dead. Don't worry. It is dead. It, I purchased it this way. Um, and for a certain amount of money that I have not disclosed yet, it will be up on the site. I will eat that thing and I am terrified of spiders. So I'm not looking forward to that. I've got a bag of mixed bugs and worms, uh, for, for donations. I will eat those. I also have another thing that I'm kind of scared of is scorpions. And I have a bag of black scorpions um, of which I will eat. And I also have a giant case of different flavored sodas that are absolutely horrid, like dirt flavored sodas and bacon flavored sodas and grass. It's kind of like bean boozled sodas, right? I have those, which I will drink for your donations. I will suffer, but the kids won't. So that's what it's all about. So if you want to take part in our charity, again, trying to raise $5,000 by the end of the year, uh, you can check that out in the show notes. Um, but anyways, great time at the conventions. Let's get into Sea of Thieves. Now, again, I told you I wouldn't be talking about uh, season four too much because I haven't got to play in it, but there are some things that I would want to talk about. And there is something that I've had written down in my show notes to talk about prior to season four. And just honestly, haven't had the time. Um, just because there's other topics that I've been covering season four hit, um, and I just haven't got it out yet. So we're going to talk about that. And that is a captain Falcor video that I found very interesting and, uh, really good 
Like he does excellent videos, but what he brought up in this video, I think is an excellent thing that rare should definitely pay attention to and think about in, uh, in future updates, but let's get to the news first and what's going on currently in sea of, sea of thieves. Well, we have the community spirit challenges. And what this is, is it's the large-scale Sea of Thieves challenge. So we're talking about across the entire Sea of Thieves global population are working to unlock cosmetics for everyone. Uh, and they're really cool cosmetics. They're um, spider-themed, which I hate spiders, but they look really cool. Um, so you can get um, right now, and this goes till November 4th, right? So it started, it starts, sorry, I apologize. It starts on October 11th. It was supposed to start earlier, um, but they had some issues with it. So it's October 11th through November 4th. Uh, and you can, can kind of work on things. You'll actually notice if you go to their events hub that some of the, um, like, some of the things have already got counts on them because I believe if I remember seeing Twitter during this crazy convention time, I believe this went live. I believe it was supposed to be October 4th to November 4th. So I believe it went live and people were starting to get some stuff counted up on here. But unfortunately they found that some stuff was broken uh, and not working properly. So they've pushed it to the 11th. So, um, so check that out once it's the 11th, but here's what you're looking to get. Um, so it's all about defeating skeletons and stupid amounts of them, right? So if you defeat 10 skeletons, you will get your first reward, right? So this is not a, um, um, a global thing, right? This is just, um, this is just you doing it. I believe there's a title or accommodation that is tied to this. It doesn't exactly tell me, um, but it's 10 skeletons right? Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. You can do that in about 15 minutes. Now the big ones are the figureheads. So there is like a dark maroon, I, I can't really see a good picture of it, but it looks like a reddish colored figure, uh, spider hanging onto a white, uh, bow of the ship. So it's a figurehead. Uh, it's the wicked web figurehead. And this is, and let me do the math here because I'm really bad at counting these. So one, two, three, so that's a thousand. One, two, three. That's a million. Um, so 50 million skeletons. If I did the math right, one, two, three thousand. One, two, three. Uh, wait, one, two, three thousand million. Or is that billion? One, two, three. That's one thousand. One, two, three. I think it's 50. Is it 500 million? One, two, three, hundred thousand, one, two, three, million. yeah, 50 million. It's 50 million skeletons. Jesus, that was hard. Why was that so difficult? 50 million skeletons by November uh, 4th, November 4th. So just under a month when this starts, um, we'll have 50 million skeletons killed globally by the 4th. We will get, everyone who participates in this will get the Wicked Web figurehead, which is a really cool looking figurehead. Then there's the Wicked Web Collector's figurehead, which is a white spider on a darker colored um, uh, um, like bow of the boat with a beautiful ruby gem on the back end. Kind of looks like a, a reversed uh, Black Widow, if you will. But it's a ruby gem on a ivory white skeleton. Looks absolutely badass. 
Uh, and so we'll try to the, the zeros here again. Thousand, one, two, three million. So it's 150 million skeletons killed um, by November 4th. So we don't get any extension in the date. We still have to do the thing. And you'll notice if you go to seaofthieves.com slash fury dash of dash the dash dam. So fury of the dam with dashes in between each thing. You can also go to the event hub and it'll be there as well. Um, you can see the numbers don't add up. Right, the numbers don't add up, so there's that. So I, I think they're working on fixing that. Uh, but two great figureheads, and it looks like a title that's going to be available for you um, by just killing skeletons. So now I have been critical about events like this in the past um, because I don't think they're. Um, I think they could be more creative. Uh, now this is the first time I've been able to take part in a global event. Um, so I don't know my feelings of it right now, uh, but there also is the, so this is the Fury of the Damned event is what it is. And uh, during this event, you will also have the opportunity uh, to unlock some other rewards. There is a spider uh, tanker, a wicked web tankard. There's the wicked web blunderbuss, which looks sickening. Ivory wood um, with the spider wrapped around the top. Really cool trigger area. Just absolutely amazing. I hate spiders, but this is a cool-ass blunderbuss. Um, so these are for favor. So the Bilgerat favor. Uh, 500 favor for the uh, tankard. 1,000 favored for the blunderbuss. And you get the cannons at 2,000 favor. Um, and there's different ways you can get this favor. So uh, there's Fort of the Damned, killing skeletons at the Fort of the Damned. Killing Gromero at the Fort of the Damned. You know, basically things that we've done before. Acquiring a new Flame of Fate from the Fairy of the Damned. Um, do so in an alliance for extra favor. Um, com uh, completing any standard daily deed during the Fairy uh, Fury of the Damned event. That gives you two times favor. There's Ships of the Damned. Killing Ghost Ships. Killing Flame Heart. Um, turning in Ancient Bone Dust. Uh, sinking a skelly ship. There's the armies of the damned, which is killing the skeleton lords, the phantoms, the captains, blah, blah, blah. We, we all know what it is. Basically, it is rewarding players for just playing the game. So um, I don't necessarily think they need to put these ships of the dams, armies of the dams, fires of the dams in there. I, I honestly just think they, they, they could have just, you know, said these rewards. You earn these rewards by, you know, playing the game and working towards unlocking the global event. I don't think they needed to spell out all these different things like they do every time because uh, I don't know. I think it's silly, right? The, the, the event is a global event of skeleton murder. Okay. Skeleton slaughter, skeletal genocide. That's what we're about right now. Pirates killing skeletons. That, that is what this event's about. And you get a lot of cool uh, things uh, uh, to do about it. I'm not going to critique, the specific Fury of the Damned favor things, because again, I'm focused on the fact that this is meant to be a global community unlock event. That's what I'm focused on. That's what I care about. Though the rewards below are cool, just tie them in with the event. Just be like, while doing this, you will unlock this too. Yay! But I'm sure there will be people out there, well, I'm killing skeletons and I haven't got my tankard yet. <laughs> whatever just do your normal stuff and you'll get cool stuff right so anyways uh october 11th until november 4th 
uh, this opens up and everyone across the world playing Sea of Thieves will be able to take part uh, in this and unlock some really sickening items. All right. So the Captain Falcor video. Um, this video came out on, again, I told you I've had this written down for a while. This video came out uh, September 14th. Uh, 2021. So just uh, about a month ago is when this came out. Uh, if you're interested in it, you can go check out uh, Captain Falcor's channel. Um, again, that is Captain Falcor on YouTube. Uh, if you don't know who Captain Falcor is uh, and you play Sea of Thieves, well, you should probably know who Captain Falcor is. Uh, Captain Falcor has been making out amazing uh, content both on YouTube and on Twitch for the duration of Sea of Thieves existence. His videos are super cinematic. His, his videos are super trolly, fun, hilarious. He goes in-depth in the lore. He talks about community um, items that people are bringing up. He deep dives into to a lot of the lore stuff. And he proposes new ideas that Sea of Thieves could do and implement uh, to make the game a lot of fun. And so I, I, I've watched just about every Captain Falcor video. I... I, I personally think he's great and as a fantasy of thieves he is a he's a freaking cornerstone of the community this video really hit home with me and this is why and it was a, and it's a perfect time to talk about this because we got a map expansion if you will in a pirate's life right we've got the shroud was pulled back a bit we got this this new area off to the side. We started to explore the sunken temple or the sunken kingdom with the sirens. And now with season four, we actually have some underwater areas that we get to explore and see. And that's great and that's fun. And I know there's a lot of people who are not happy with how this particular um, system was rolled out and, and born, whatever. We will get into that once I experience it. Um, and we'll talk more about the community feedback around it. Um, but what Captain Falcor proposed here, and this is something the community has been asking for a while now. We got the Devil's Roar, which, to be honest, if you're a P if you if you only want to PVE and you don't want the threat of PvP, just go out in the roar. Go out in the roar. No one's gonna follow you out in the freaking roar. No one likes the roar. Who PvPs? Everyone hates the roar. Just go out there, make a shit ton of money, and don't worry about players, okay? There you go. There. There's your pro tip if you like PvE. Go out to the roar. Well, since it's a fire area, of course, the opposite of fire is ice, and so everyone in the community has been asking for an ice zone for a while. And there were some maps going around that were fan-made, not anything from Rare whatsoever, that showed a new system of, of the map and exploration of the map and where these ice areas could go and where this area could go and that area could go. Here's the problem with that, and Captain Falcor lays it out real quick in the video, and I'm going to expand on it a little bit. It comes down to server performance and the hardware that Rare has to keep in mind anytime they are making content. And that is the servers are built to allow Xbox One to run the game the same um, the same game cross-platform with PC players and the new versions of the Xbox. So every time they create something, they have to make sure that the Xbox One can play it. Because if they don't, 
they can't release it because Xbox, there are Xbox One players out there. Now, I have my own opinion that, honestly, they should stop supporting the Xbox One. I'm sorry if you're listening to this podcast and that's what you play Sea of Thieves on, but ultimately... There's a, that, that game console is outdated. Yes, it still works, but it's outdated. We have moved on to new and better consoles. I'm sorry. It's how software works and and hardware works at a certain point. Software will say this hardware is end of life, end of support. And you're going to either have to upgrade or I'm sorry, you're not going to be able to use our software anymore. And I think we're at a point now with Sea of Thieves and trying to fix some of these bugs and make the game better and expand the game and make the game just absolutely mind-blowingly good, we're going to eventually have to draw a line in the sand and I'm I'm sure Sea of Thieves is going to battle with Xbox over this and they may lose because Xbox obviously wants, you know, games to stay, but eventually there it's going to have to be an end of life end of support thing. Look, if you're on the old Xbox, cool, that's awesome. Continue to play your Xbox One games, but our game is going to move to the newest version of the Xbox, the newest hardest hardware of the Xbox, and PC. That's just how it is. Sorry about your luck. Save your pennies. Go, move, go mow some extra lawns. Get yourself a computer. Get yourself the new Xbox. That's just how software works. I've been in IT for a long time, and every couple years, the entire company has to upgrade the, their, their hardware. Why? Because the next version of Windows comes out, or the next version of this comes out, and you just have to upgrade your crap, okay? That's just how it works. I'm sorry, that's how it works. But, since we are still dealing with a game that has to um, work on the old Xbox One, we cannot expand the map to allow more ships. Okay, the servers struggle enough right now as is with six ships maximum. So six ships, if they're all galleons times four players, that is 24 players. If I did my math right, that's 24 players. That's the cap. It's, it's, it, that's the cap. Okay, that is the cap. Without changing up the infrastructure of the software and how it works and, and on the servers, that's the cap, 24 players. If you expand the map and add all these other regions on the same map of six ships, here's what you now lose and remove. You remove the most important thing about this game, and that is interesting player interactions. Now, some of you out there may be PvE players. You may only want to PvE and you never want to get hostile, and that's fine. But part of this game from its origins is that players are supposed to be an emergent threat. Now, does it mean that every single player you're going to interact with is going to try to sink you, shoot you, spawn camp you, whatever? No. There's a lot of cool players out there that are going to be your friend. They're going to alliance with you. You're going to sail around together singing Kumbaya and having a good time. But there's a lot of players out there who just want to murder and pillage. It's a pirate's game. Welcome to a pirate's game. If you expand this map and add all these new regions all around the map, you have now taken a large map where sometimes you can play an entire play session of eight hours and maybe still only see one or two ships. And now you've put people way out on all sides of the map. You're now never going to see a player. You're never going to see a ship. Why? Because the map is way too big which means interesting player interactions are not going to happen, which means the core foundation of this game 
is no longer there. That is why we cannot expand the map like that with the current hardware that is running Sea of Thieves because everything still has to work on the old Xbox. It just has to work there, okay? Now, how can we get around that? There are ways that Rare can get around that. And so Captain Falcor in his video introduces this idea that I absolutely love called Expeditions. And what this thing is, is we have our normal adventure, our quests, if you will, right? Go dig up these chests, go kill these skeletons, go deliver these merchant things. Then we have our tall tales. Go do this story, go do this, go to the the pirate's life stuff, go to the shores of gold, right? The story-based tales. Then we'll add something now called expeditions. And expeditions will be like a quest, but what they will do is they will utilize that portal system that we got in, in Pirate's Life. I, I want to just take a moment here and express to you how important these portals are. How important the introduction of these portals are to Sea of Thieves. I just, I want you to think about this and I want you to really think about it. One, server hopping causing server stability issues. The portals help that. Two, it gives Rare the ability to have players go through the portals and spin up a separate server for whatever the content is in that portal. Think about that again. It allows Rare to spin up servers specifically for whatever content they put in those portals. Okay? So this entire conversation we just had about expanding the map, and we can't do that because the servers and the, the game has to work on Xbox One, so we have to make sure... That in order to keep the integrity of the game, we can't expand the map. But now we have portals, which allows Rare to spin up new servers to support new areas. See where I'm going with this? Expeditions. I think Falcor hit the nail on the head, hit a home run, knocked the damn ball over the green monster. If you like baseball, he hit a home run on this. And the concept of this is now if Rare did Expeditions, we now have an infinite expanding map because every expedition could take you to a new area, a tropical island, a frozen wasteland, a desert, or the Sea of the Damned. And these new areas that you can go to would have a purpose okay and what i love about in his video he starts talking about a competition right so he starts talking about this competition of the expedition when it is open so when the portal is open there is a piece of very valuable ancient treasure that you have to find there by solving puzzles by battling the elements um and whatever you need to do to get that piece of ancient treasure. And the expedition is not over until a crew gets the ancient treasure and gets back through the portal. 
What does this sound like? The Sea Dog Arena. The Sea Dog Arena was a system that Rare, several months ago, uh, I think it's several months, it might even be a year at this point, has decided they are not uh, no longer going to support it. And though they have made some adjustments there because sirens and other things have creeped in there and caused issues, it's kind of a dead game system. A dead game system because all the, the focus is on adventure. And I know my buddy uh, uh, Captain Logan out there just says delete it out of there. Well, you know what, Captain Logan? I haven't got my legendary stuff yet out of there, so no. We're not taking it out until Davram gets his cool-looking sword, all right? I'm never going to use it, but until I get it, we're not turning it off. I need my purple and gold stuff. But with Expeditions, we are now able to take Adventure and take it outside of the Sea of Thieves, outside of the Shroud, and explore new lands and learn new stuff. And the reason I bring Sea Dogs into this is because I honestly think that because they not, they're not supporting the Sea Dog arena anymore, Rare needs to start thinking about a way to take the arena play system and bring it into adventure to make a single game mode. And there's been a lot of talk about it, and I know a lot of the streamers out there have put on their own versions on private servers of different game modes that Arena could have. And I think that's absolutely amazing and creative and fantastic from uh, LD's Boomer Games um, to, I'm trying to think some of the other ones that they've they've done out there. I know Streamloots did a... Um, Streamloots did a, a loots, like, trolley tournament. Like, there's a lot of things that, that, that the streamers out there, there's Skullball from Alex from Madrinus. There's a whole bunch of different co uh, competitions that, that the community has come up with that they can do on private servers in Adventure. But I don't think those are necessarily places for, um, for arena combat, right? We're past the point where we're going to get different types of arena game modes. So now I think what we need to discuss and talk about is how do we get arena into adventure? And I think Falcor's idea of these expeditions is a perfect way of doing this. So in his video, he talks about an ice wasteland, a massive island that when you go through the portal, you'll see ice in the water and you'll have to do things to break through the ice and eventually get to this island. And when you're on the island, you're going to have to traverse not only traps, not only puzzles, but also the elements themselves. So for example, in the ice area, we could have a system of hypothermia or freezing to death where if you don't find a place to build a fire, and you can already build a fire and see if these with wood and a lantern, set it on fire under a cooking stove, they could do something like that in order to warm you up, in order to continue on. We could have snowstorms come through, which causes the hypothermia meter <coughs> to drop faster and your visibility limited. And you have to go through these trials and tribulations in order to get this piece of ancient treasure to complete the expedition. Now, here's the other kicker. Other ships, because the expedition is open, 
and it hasn't been won yet. The piece of loot has not came back through. Other ships can also come in. Now, when other ships come in, now not only do the other ships have to battle the same elements you do, they also have to battle you, and you have to battle them. And now it becomes a interesting interaction for PvP until one ship gets the prize, i.e. like in the Sea Dog Arena, the chest, and gets out of the portal to turn it in. And yes, of course, there are going to be organizations out there like Alliance servers and stuff who will just cheese the shit out of this, and there will be no competition. But until Rare does something about Alliance servers, that's the world we're going to live in. I hope eventually they do something and shut down Alliance servers and get rid of them, and then we actually have a, a game that has interesting player interactions, PvEVP, like the game was designed, and not people trying to cheese the system. I hope that's where we get. But I don't see that happening because I know there's a lot of folks on Alliance servers who just want to grind out the game and play the PvE side without any threat, and the chances of losing player base because they get rid of the cheese factor is kind of high. But anyways, what other elements could we introduce? We could do deserts where you've got a dehydrate. You can use the same hypothermia meter, but in a desert, it's now a dehydration meter. Now you can't drink the water from the sea. You're going to have to find natural sources of water um, on the island in order to drink and keep your hydration up. You could do things like sandstorms, just like the ice storms. It's things that they could build once and reuse in multiple places. They could do a jungle or a tropical island where you have to deal with um, with hurricane winds and they could turn the rain in there and things could do damage because the trees, like pieces of rock or whatever, are hitting you if you don't find cover and shelter. There might be super poisonous animals on the island where if you get bit by one of these snakes, you don't become unpoisoned until you find a cure a plant that you have to eat in order to cure your poison. You're always going to be taking damage. Something like that, like an envenomation type um, um, thing. But at the end of the day, the cool part about it would be that we can infinitely expand the map using these expeditions and allow us to explore more story options with Rare. I'm sure... Um, uh, Chapman has plenty of story that he can tell inside of Adventure Now, but if he had a whole infinite, basically, universe outside of the Sea of Thieves using these portal systems, there's a lot of things he could probably start to brainstorm and tell. On top of that, we now have a new arena system, if you will, inside of Adventure that could have lore and all that stuff built into it, allow them to continue to have players unlock things like the cannons or whatever inside arena. If you've got the different cosmetics on these expeditions could be an excellent addition to the game that they could use to not only add something new and fun for players to do, add something that gives us new, interesting player interactions in PVP and PVE with the environment now playing into the role, not necessarily skeletons and things like that, but now the environment is actually killing us. And then we also have a system where we can take Arena and we can actually put it in, in a way, into this where the accommodations will now read 
not in an arena match, but it'll read in an expedition. So to give players an ability to unlock those accommodations in still the same way, i.e. get 300 kills with the Eye of Reach in the arena or in expeditions. Get 300 kills with the sword in the arena or in expeditions, right? You know, get, uh, get cannon kills inside the arena or in the expedition. Complete, um, get a win inside the arena wearing the full glorious sea dog outfit or get a piece of ancient treasure out of an expedition in the full glorious sea dog. There is an infinite possibility um, using this expedition system that Falcor brought up to take arena stuff and bring it into adventure while also giving Rare the ability to expand the world infinitely. Again, if we're going on to new servers, which are spun up just for this, they can still support the Xbox One since that doesn't appear to be going anywhere. And they can now give us new stuff, like new areas to explore. They don't always have to be going through a portal to do this expedition, this arena style expedition or whatever. They can be going through a portal and going to a new Shores of Gold style thing where it's just like the Shores of Gold, only it's a new large island with puzzles and lore and new threats and things like that. It doesn't necessarily always have to be tied to these expeditions, but the portals now give us the ability to roll up new servers specifically designed to support just that particular area and therefore gives us the ability to expand the world infinitely and also still support the Xbox One. So I think this video is really cool. Again, uh, Falcor's videos are usually um, pretty short, um, usually under about eight minutes. Usually he ranges somewhere in like the five to seven or five to eight minute range. Great videos uh, to check out on his channel. Again, that is uh, youtube.com slash Captain Falcor. Uh, he posts videos just about um, twice to three times a week, and he talks about everything from lore um, to, to different things the game can do. His cinematography is absolutely amazing. He is a troll. He is a troll. He is a troll. He's absolutely funny, and if you check out his uh, Twitch uh, streams as well, twitch.tv slash Captain Falcor, he absolutely is a blast to watch. Super entertaining and an absolute pillar and god of this community. Uh, and I strongly suggest that you go check him out, drop him a subscribe. And if you want to watch the video that I'm referring to, it was on, it was three weeks ago, September 14th. Uh, the video title is the frozen tundra. Um, so again, sea of thieves ice zone proposal is the thumbnail. And the title of the video is the frozen tundra. So go give it a watch. It's definitely worth your while. And he talks a little bit about his thoughts. I took, um, you know, his thoughts and kind of expanded with my own with the things. So, uh, I kind of built on what he was putting in there, but an absolutely amazing video. Um, and go check it out. I know this episode has been short, um, but it's something I've been wanting to talk about for a while. And since I've been traveling for a while, um, with the conventions, this is what we get. So I apologize. I hope you guys are having a fantastic and safe time out there. I know we're into October. People are gearing up for that Halloween, um, getting ready for things like that. I'm honestly just trying to rest and get caught up on work, um, get caught up on the podcast, trying to get some, uh, some YouTube stuff going. 
I am absolutely swamped. So I hope everyone else is having a good time. Again, if you would like to support the charity trying to raise $5,000, check out the show notes below. You can also get Pirate Talk Radio between one and two days before everyone else, along with some other perks and merch. If you go over to patreon.com slash TV and select one of the support tiers there, you can also go over to the Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash You can use your Amazon Prime um, in order to get a free Twitch sub. All the money that I'm raising on Twitch for the remainder of this year will also be going to the charity once Twitch cuts me that check. So basically everything you're going to be doing um, in order to support the content, except for Patreon, is going directly to the charity. So there you go. You can also check out our sponsors, MMORPG.com, Deathwish Coffee, and Humble Bundle. Their links will be in the description box below if you would like to support the channel through that. But guys, thank you very much for this uh, taking your time to listen to this short episode just under an hour we usually go over an hour but just under an hour thank you very much take care of yourselves and each other and i will see you next week hopefully after i uh, play a little bit more sea of thieves and we'll talk about season four and my thoughts take care of yourselves and each other i'll see you next time on pirate talk radio